good to be here this morning. It's good to be here this morning. Praise God. It's good to see Mama Cobb here with us. And uh, Sean made it in. So I, I told him, if you don't come in, I'm about to... But I can't, I can't body slam him. He'll body, body slam me. Not, not really. I'll record it. Yeah, but uh, it's glad that we met Benita before last year. But we're glad to have a, a special guest, uh, Jody, with us. But and Jody is a friend. I have adopted daughters and moms all around this country. You know, I, when I go places, I meet people. They either become my daughters or they become my sisters or moms or whatever the case may be. And uh, she, she's here today. But you only visit her one time. Amen, because Brother Love is leaving. I'm leaving, but God doesn't leave. God stays. Nice to meet uh, Trish, right, Trisha? Trisha, and good to see her. My first time meeting her, a nice young lady. Uh, Patrick, I told Patrick, I said, I started wearing my blue suit this morning. I should have listened to Patrick. I should have listened to Patrick. So, but we're, we're just grateful. We're grateful for everyone that's here. And God, God loves us all. God loves us all. It says Shakita, Shakita, Shakwata, Shakwata. You know your name. All right, you know who you are. But she made it last night, and she's back tonight. Amen. And we're just grateful. We're really grateful for what God is doing yeah. in our lives. Amen. Yeah. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. And thankful. And uh, I was already going to. I meant to tell him earlier that the offering stays in the church. Normally, uh, when I preach, if the pastor let me, allow me to preach on Sunday morning, it's not like a given. We make the suggestion, but it's not a given because he's the pastor. And so I do appreciate this opportunity to preach. But I feel that it's uh, really needful that it stays with the church. Amen. So praise God. Praise Amen. Amen. So preach. I was thinking about giving you a thousand dollars tonight. Come tonight. You know what you can do? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> But we do have service tonight at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. And guess what? It's still daylight. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so you know, I can't drive at night. <laughs> All right. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And uh, thank, thanks again for being here. But Mark chapter 5, the gospel of Mark chapter 5. And I want to begin reading in verse 1. That's the second book of the New Testament. The gospel of Mark chapter 5. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he, speaking of Jesus, was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwellings among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because they had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Amen. And I want to use verse 15 this morning for my text and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And this morning, I want to preach on a message entitled. Satan lost another one. Mm. 
Satan lost another one. Let us pray. Pastor, would you please stand and pray, sir? Heavenly Father, we're thankful for Reverend Love and his ministry here through the revival services. We are also even more thankful and grateful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit here, speaking to each lives. And if it's even possible to say, Lord, we're more thankful for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, who shed his sinless blood and made all of this possible, made salvation possible, made the baptism of the Holy Ghost possible, made healing through his stripes possible. And God, we ask that all of the glory for all the results goes this morning to the one that made it all possible. Jesus, we ask these things in your name. Amen. Thank you very much. Now, if you read chapter 4, prior to this, Jesus had gone through a storm. Because he's getting ready to get to a man. He was going to rescue a man that was going through a hellish time in his life. And so in the process of going through this storm, because he mentioned to his disciples, said, let us go to the other side. You know, when you're trying to make it to heaven, some things going to happen. I just want to tell you, when you're trying to make it to heaven, you're just trying to make it in life, some things are going to happen. But guess what? When Jesus is on board, when Jesus is on the ship of your life, it doesn't matter what storm come your way. Everything is going to be all right. Because Jesus can turn things around. How many believe that Jesus can turn things around? So be encouraged this morning. Jesus is on his way and he want to help us. Amen. Amen. And we find out even the disciples when the storm came, they're like some of us. They were panicking. They went to Jesus. Jesus, wake up. Don't you see we're the storm? We're about to die. Why are you troubling me like that? But he woke up. He woke up. He got up. And guess what he did? He calmed the storm. You know, a lot of times the storm that Jesus is trying to calm is you and me. Amen. You and me. Because sometimes we worry about stuff that we don't even need to worry about. Like I shared last night, you know, worry, let worry, let worry alarm you. Let worry alert you. But don't let worry conquer you. Don't let it conquer you because you can have Jesus. Jesus can conquer any storm. How many believe that he can conquer any storm? So let's look at this. First of all, first of all, Jesus meets a man. He meets a man when he got to the other side. And I like what one man shared. He said, every soul deserves a chance to be loved and helped. Not on the basis of his or her merits, but because we are created in the image of God. This famous scripture that we all learned perhaps when we were young, John 3.16, has not lost its power. Amen. It's still a valid verse. Actually, all verses of the Bible is valid and true. Amen. All scriptures are given by inspiration of God. But don't you love that verse? For God so loved the world. Just think about it for a moment. For God so loved me. God loved me so much. That he gave the very best that he had. He gave Jesus for me. That I wouldn't have to perish. That I wouldn't have to be lost and go to a devil's hell. But I can have 
everlasting life. Isn't that comforting this morning to know that Jesus loves us, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, that which was lonely, that which was oppressed and sorrowful and troubled. Jesus wants to help us. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants to help us this morning. He came to destroy the works of the devil in our lives. Amen. I said he came to destroy the works of the devil in our lives. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38 the Bible says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power and that is what the church needs. Jesus needed the Holy Ghost to resist the devil. Guess what? We're going to need the Holy Ghost to resist the devil. Amen. And that's why we need to pray until we get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I was over in, uh, over in what was it, Little Rock, Arkansas last year. Uh, just real quick before I go back to this verse. There was a lady who been preaching about seeking God, coming to the altar. You know, some people look at the altar and say, I ain't coming down there. Well, why not? Why not? I remember when I was in the world. Didn't matter. I went into the front. I remember, yeah, I, I just remember this came to my mind. Came to my mind. I was in college. I was in college. And uh, Millie Jackson, how many remember Millie Jackson? Anybody remember Millie Jackson? Sean, we should remember. Come on, you know, come on now. I know I'm not, I'm not that old. <laughs> I may have some gray hair, but I'm not that old. But anyway, uh, but we, was at, we went to the, uh, it was a concert. And man, we were all trying to get up there to the front. Come on. Be close to Millie Jackson. I think we even just got a caught of a glimpse of her back, backstage. I, I'm trying to remember. I think she even gave me a kiss on my jaw. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember when I was 19, 18 years of age, you know. You know, just a little, little boy and anything. Little boy, but still, like, wanting some attention. Amen. Like, you all want attention. Come on now. You know you do. We all want attention. We all want it. Amen. But sometimes we get the wrong attention. Right. And we get, the, we get in trouble. Right. Amen. But anyway, uh, I sort of lost my train of thought when I went on to Millie Jackson. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, Little Rock. Thank you, Jesus. That's why the pastor, that's why he's listening. Thank you. That's why, you know, preachers, man, they, you have to be careful. They just... Anyway, but Little Rock, Arkansas was over there, and this lady named Johnny, she was coming to every service. We only had four services. She came to every service. Amen. And every service, she would come out of a seat. You know, some people can't kneel. They can't kneel, but they stand. They just come around, stand the altar, whatever. And uh, so she kneeled three nights in a row, wanted to get the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with this power. I need this power. Nothing. The fourth night, she couldn't get to the altar. She was, came to the front row. She could sit down. Her knees were hurting. And she was up there praying, seeking God. Just kept praying and looking to God. And all of a sudden, as she was praying and seeeking God, the tears running down her face, God filled her with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because she needs that power. Yeah. And then you need the power so you get the victory over cheating and lying and smoking. Oh, doing bad stuff. Amen. We need the power of God. Yeah. Jesus had the power. The Bible says he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Amen. Who went about doing good. You get the Holy Ghost, you're going to start doing good. Who went about healing all of those that were oppressed by the devil. When you get the Holy Ghost, you'll be an instrument in the hand of God where you can comfort people and help them and encourage them and lead them to Jesus. Amen. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. The Bible says, because Jesus wants to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. We're going to find he's going to be doing this in this man's life in just a moment. But 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says, He that committed sin is of the devil. Mm. Mm. I used to be of the devil. 
Because the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I was of the devil. I did devilish stuff. Come on. I said death. Now, everybody doesn't have to do that. Amen. You don't have to go to the stream that I went to. And I won't get into all the details. But I drink and I curse and I smoke. And, and I, I didn't smoke cigarettes, but, you know, some of that wacky weed, you know. <laughs> that wacky weed, you know, they, they say it's legalized, legal. Well, drinking, they call it, drinking is legal, still sin. That's because they make something legal, don't mean it right for God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Come on now. They're trying to, they want to legalize everything. They want to legalize same-sex marriage. It's still a sin. I said it's still a sin. I don't care what they say. It's okay. Lady marry lady. Men marry men. It's still wrong. That's what the Bible says. They're going to go to hell if they don't get right with God. Because I was on my way to hell. Hello, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. Shacking up and all that crazy stuff. Hello? Are we out there? But I have to come to grips with my life. That priest. I remember being in Germany and I was losing my mind. I was. I was losing my mind. I was an E5 promotable. Nobody knew it, but God knew it. And things, the devil was plaguing me night after night. I'm going to get, you're going to die. You're never going to see your family. You're going to die. And I remember I was going so crazy in my mind, I went to the obituary. And I was looking for my name. Is Timothy Love in there today? I mean, I'm serious. It was just that bad. I remember reading in the newspaper, reading in my horoscope. That's why I don't, I don't read horoscopes. What's your sign? Christian. Christian. Don't worry about that. I was reading the horoscope one day. I went to see my wife for a little spell and said, somebody's getting ready to inherit a lot of money that you love. It was like confirming you get ready to die, buddy. You got some insurance money. The only way your wife gonna get that money, you gotta die. Hello, I was going crazy. Oh, but I tell you, one night when I was in the field training in, in Germany, and the devil was saying like he was chasing me in my sleep, and I was kicking at him and all these different things. And I went outside one night and I looked up and I said, God, I wasn't in church. I said, God, if you're out there, if you're real, I need you right now. And that night, he rescued me. He destroyed the works of Satan in my life. He set me free. And I'm here to tell you, if you call on Jesus, if you get serious with Jesus, he will set you free. The Bible says he that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus is up to something this morning. What is he up to, preacher? He wants to destroy the works of the devil in all of our lives. Amen. God could turn things around because see, God sees. I believe God saw that man. Just like in the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 how that Jesus saw, he saw Nathaniel all before Philip came to get him. He said, I saw you under the fig tree. I already know what you're going through. Yes, no, God already sees. God already knows what you're facing. God sees your struggles. He knows the struggle is real. But the help is real. I said the help is real. That's why he came to help us. But you got to let him help you. Stop trying to let your so-called friends help you. They can't help you. They're miserable like you. If not worse. And misery loves company. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they may be trying to console you, but they sort of happy you're miserable. Because they're miserable. Come on, preacher. You need to cut just cut those friends. Get you some better friends. Get Jesus in your life. Yeah. Get Jesus in your life. Surround yourself with godly people. Yeah. Amen. 
Bible says. The Bible says evil communication. First Corinthians, I believe, 14.33. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good manners. You hang around a horse thief, you're going to be a horse thief. Hang around a liar and a cheater. A dope head, you're going to be a dope head. You hang around people that like to party and carouse. That's what you're going to be. You need to come out from among them. Come to Jesus. Amen. Let's look at, first of all, this man. Let's look at this. But be encouraged this morning. Let's look at the miserable state of this man. Mark chapter 5, verse 2 through 5. I'm not going to read it all, but simply he was out of control. He had an unclean spirit. And no one had the strength to tame him. This man was controlled by the devil. You know, the devil have supernatural power, but he doesn't have all power. I say he doesn't have all power. Amen. Jesus said, I got all power. Oh, hallelujah. I serve, I serve an all-powerful God. Oh, an all-powerful God. An all-knowing God. An all-caring and loving God. Amen. A God that's going to supply all your needs. Amen. Whatever you have need of, if you trust him. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all of that heart. Right here in your heart, in your mind. The deep tent of the soul. He said, if you trust me, I'll lead you and guide you. If you acknowledge me, I'll help you. I'll order your steps. You know, I pray this way a lot of times, even when I'm praying. I pray this way. Psalms, I believe it's Psalm 119, verse 133. The psalmist said, order my steps in thy word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. That means no sin and against knowledge. If I know something wrong, God, don't let it have dominion over me, Lord. I want you. Just take care of me. Set me in the ways you want me to go. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come into the Father but by me. If you want to go to heaven, you got to go God's way. If you want peace, I said, if you want peace this morning, you got to go God's way. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so we find here. This man who's simply out of control. What brought this man? What brought this man to a place of where the devil's loves? A devil of where the devil's love to dwell. What brought him there? I don't know. Was it alcohol? I don't know. Was it drugs? Was it witchcraft? I don't know. I don't place with, I don't mess around with Ouija boards and but you know, witchcraft can be rebellion too. Amen. You know, was it maybe neglecting? Maybe it was neglecting the good old book. Neglecting the word of Almighty God. You know, Jesus said, and even Moses wrote about how that we should live by every word. Jesus was really quoting what Moses said. When he said in Matthew chapter 4, it is written, verse 4, it's written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need to get back to the good old book. We need to seek it and read it to apply it. We spend more time on Facebook, watching TV, Netflix, Pewflix, Sexflix, whatever you want, whatever you be watching. I don't know what you're watching, but I know men and women don't sit around and watch pornography. They don't watch, sit around watching men and women get out of bed with one another. Just get married and get in out of bed with your husband or wife. That's all you got to do. You don't have to watch it. Amen. Amen. And so... But it could be the word. I don't know. But whatever it is, whatever it was, we don't have to make the same mistake. We can say, God, I'm going to take heed to the word of God. Because how should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Amen. Amen. Now note this man. This man, he was running around in the tombs. He was screaming. He said, preacher, you know, you, now you just said something. You shouldn't probably say that. You know, there's people here. You know, people don't go around watching 
pornography and nudity on TV. How do you know? Let me tell you something young ladies do it. I'm going to tell you something else. Ladies can do it just as much as me. Yes, sir. You know how I know? Because when I was in Glendale, Arizona, preaching, I was preaching. I was preaching. And uh, I was just talking about this. I heard it. Somebody shared it. And as I was using this, saying this, but I said, ladies, watch pornography. And I saw this lady in the crowd, maybe 17, 18, I don't know how she was. She's doing something with her phone. I look quiet. Y'all don't like me to get quiet. Do you? Come on, I preach. <laughs> and I was wondering what she's doing, but I just kept on preaching. Had the altar call. She came to the altar, came down and prayed, got down on her knees and prayed. And so I'm just leaving the building, leaving, and she called up to me. She said, hey, sir, hey, I just want to let you know. I got rid of that off of my phone. That's what she was doing. She was deleting the service. She was deleting the pornography sites off of her phone or whatever along those lines, taking it off. Amen. Are you here? See, God is real. God knows what we people are going through. It's, it's time to get right here in our mind. God wants to help us. If I can't break free from this pornography. Yes, you can. Do you want to? You don't need to go through therapy. You don't need to go through counseling. You just need a good trip to the altar and say, Lord, here am I for the home. Whether here at the church, the Lord here am I, deliver me, take it away, and he will do it. Amen. Amen. He'll do it. He'll do it. So this man, listen, when we move on, running around in the tomb, screaming and breaking chains, cutting himself, wearing no clothes. Sometimes you wonder if people weren't clothes nowadays, but whatever, I don't leave that alone. But let's use this man's condition as a spiritual application. Like, what in the world she got on? She's showing all her chest. Okay, you got it. Cover it up, will you? Okay, we get that. You got it. Just cover it up. It's indecency. So I want the men to look. But if they try to make a move at you, you're running from them. <laughs> Whatever. Never could understand that. But anyway. But what are you running around? Let's use this as a, let's use this as a spiritual application for a moment. Are you running around in your mind? Cutting yourself with stones? Stones are what, preacher? I don't know. Maybe you got some grudge in your life. Maybe you got some resentment in your life. Maybe you got some animosity. You're just mad at somebody. Maybe you just got some vengeance. You just want to get even. Somebody did you wrong, you want to get even. Or maybe you just got all this emotional pain and hurt. Because somebody hurt you. We've all been hurt. Every one of us been hurt. And you hurt people. Because hurt people hurt people. But we need to get to Jesus. And stop cutting ourselves with these stones. We got to learn to let it go. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. I was over in, uh, oh, I almost said it. But Nikita not here. They're in the back. Okay. I said where it was. Because they probably know what I'm talking about. So, but I was over in uh, this place years ago, some years ago. This sister I knew back in Bible college. She was there. And of course, my wife had gone on to be with the Lord. And, and had been a year gone past or whatever. Maybe longer. I can't remember. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, she had been divorced. And so nevertheless, make a long story short, she smiled at me. So, you know, when, when a lady smiles at you, you think, oh, they want to talk. Not. Not always the case. Just because the lady smiles at you. Doesn't mean like, come on, let's talk. That's not right. They just smile at me. Maybe they say, poor fella. Poor Bless this little heart. Bless this little heart. But anyway, me, you know, thinking, well, 
You know, let me just talk and we exchange numbers. Say, wow, we change the numbers. You know, but I keep forgetting we were just friends back in Bible college days, you know. And so anyway, I kept pursuing and kept pursuing. And one day she's like, stop, 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 stop. I said, whoa, what's going on with that? Just kill my ego for a moment, all right? And I remember one day we was having a talk because she didn't want to advance in a relationship with me because she said she didn't want to be married to her. A preacher because I knew what God wanted me to do. I wanted, wanted me to preach either doing this for the rest of my life or pastoring a church, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but whatever God wants. She didn't want that. And I remember just having a little quick talk with her. I'm going to try to rush through all this. Uh, having a quick talk with her. We was having a conversation, decent. And uh, she said, you know what? Your problem was you wouldn't let it go. That's why she had to take extreme measures. She said, stop, stop, cut, cut. Block you, I got to block. I'm not answering no calls from you. You know, that's hard when you call somebody, they don't answer. All right. You know, it's like, why did not answer me? Do I only have a face that a mother can love? What's going on? But anyway, anyway, so she said, your problem, you wouldn't let it go. And you know, for a moment, I was really in denial. You know, D-E-N-I-A-L. Don't even know I'm lying to myself. <laughs> I was. But you know, I had to come to the place and I was praying. I was praying one night. Matter of fact, the same night she told me I was praying, I had to preach the next day. And God just impressed upon my heart. Let it go. Let it go. Because that's what the Bible said. Not that I had any bitterness against her, but let me share this with you real quick. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 through 32, and we'll fast pace and, and get, get to the man again, but we're just doing a spiritual application just for a moment. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32, the Bible says, let all bitterness, and when, when you look that word up, that's poison in the Greek. It's poison. Yes, it's resentment and all those things. But say, let all bitterness and wrath and anger, anger, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to do something. Clamor. When you want to do something, you get loud. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. being loud is not always proud. Like, I'm loud, but I'm not being proud, right? Okay. Yeah. Clamor and evil speaking. Listen to what it says. Be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another. That's what the Bible said. Be ye what? Tenderhearted. Forgiving. Listen. Forgiving one another. I can't forgive, preacher. That's why you can't forget. That's why you can't move on. You said, well, I got a right to be bitter. Well, Christ forgave us. God forgave us for Christ's sake. Not only that. Listen, Jesus on the cross. They cursed him out. They reviled him. They nailed him the crown of thorns. They were ridiculing him. They were mocking him. But what did he say? Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. If anybody has a right to be bitter, it's Jesus. But he didn't let it get into his spirit, into his soul. He said, I'm going to release this. And Father, forgive them. And that's what we got to do. We got to say, Father, I forgive. Not for their sake, but for my sake. For my sake, for my peace. Amen. It has been shared. It has been shared. AA. Now, I don't go to Alcohol Anonymous, but they have some good stuff. AA recognizes that resentment is toxic to our inner lives. Resentment is close to resentment. Sentiment meaning feeling and 
re-meaning again. So resentment is literally feeling again. Now let's get to the crust of it. What is it, preacher? Recycling old negative feelings. You're revisiting the old wrongs that people have done to you. You keep running through your mind. You keep running through your mind. It's time to say, God, help me to let it go. Help me, God. Whatever it is. Some people get jealous of other people. They get jealous. We need to say, God, I don't want to have jealousy in my heart. I don't want to have jealousy. If somebody gets a compliment, people get jealous. We've all faced it. But I don't want to be that way. I don't want to have a tinge of jealousy in my heart. I don't want any sin in my heart. Because I know when you get jealous of somebody, you will avoid them. You will not speak to them. I know from experience. And I had no reason to be jealous of this brother. But when I saw him, I would go the other way. I worked on the same job with him. He used to give me rides. But for whatever reason, I got jealous of him. And I went the other way. I avoided him. But I thank God I got delivered. I said, I got delivered. I got set free. What? What you do, preacher? I prayed. God brought it out in the service. And nobody knew what I was going through. God brought it out in the service. And he said, you know what? When you're avoiding people and doing these things, and you got this jealousy in your heart, don't you recognize the devil that he's trying to divide? He's trying to divide and conquer. Amen. If he can divide us, he can conquer us. But we're not going to let him do it, Brother Patrick. Amen. We're not going to let him do it. Because if God brought us together, guess what? So let's go back to this man. Say, preacher, I'm so glad you're going back to that man. Woo! That was a rough part of the message. But God is good and God wants to help us. But let's look at the breakthrough. The breakthrough is about to happen. Satan and hell is getting ready to lose another one. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad that Jesus still got power. I said he got power to set me. Mark chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible says, But when he saw Jesus afar, he ran and worshipped him. And this is a position of submission. Now you say, well, the demons were inside of him. Yes, the demons were. But let me tell you something. I believe if you've been demon-possessed, you want to be free. I've got to get free. I've got to get out of this mess. I believe I was demon-possessed with all those thoughts in my mind. I wanted to be free. The devil was trying to destroy me. But Jesus came to the rescue. And here Jesus has come to the rescue. And even the demons, listen, the demons had to bow. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. God's got power. When Jesus come on the scene, something good is about to happen. Amen. Something good is about to happen. And so real quick. And Jesus came, and it was a conversation. Verse 7 through 12, and just real quick, said and cried with a loud voice, this demon, this unclean spirit, said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? He said, I adjure thee by God. Listen to the request, that thou torment me not. What a request from this unclean spirit. Here he was tormenting this poor man. Tormenting this poor man. Now he says, don't torment me. You know, let's look at it on our level. Have you been tormenting somebody? Have you been trying to do wrong to somebody? But now you say, God, give me mercy. You see? You see how that works? Sometimes we can be doing the same thing. That's right. Bringing harm and trying to bring hurt to people for whatever reason. But now when it's our time, God, help me. God, help us. 
But we need, we need not be vengeance people. Come on. Amen. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. The Lord, let the Lord fight the battles. Yes, right. I said, yeah. let the Lord say, God, I put this battle in your hand. I mean, believe that God can fight our battles. And he never loses. Amen. He never loses. But let's move on real quick. And so then before he said, come out of the man. That's why he said it. Then he asked him, what is thy name? He answered, saying, my name is Legion. We're many, which mean about 6,000, some say. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Verse 11. Now there was not. Now there was there. You have to read that slow. Now there was there. <laughs> Nine to the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. They didn't want to leave the country. They said, But send us into the swine. Because they knew Jesus had served them an eviction notice. <laughs> they had to go. Amen. When Jesus said, You gotta go, you gotta go. Amen. And the Bible says in verse 13, And for with Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violent down a steep place in the sea, and they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Just check this out. The swine didn't even want the devils. You know what? That's sobering. Why do we want to mess around with unclean stuff? Unclean stuff on our computers and our phones. Hello. Go ahead. Why do we want to answer these robo texts? Years ago, when I was in the, you know, the COVID shutdown, it was the COVID shutdown. You know, everybody was shut down. Couldn't do anything. I was over in North Carolina. And for whatever, for whatever reason, I got this weird text. Yes, sir. Yes, it said, hey, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even recognize it. No, I'm like, who is this? Hey, Timothy. Are you still single? <laughs> Said, well, I'm a little bored during the shutdown. Check out my latest snaps. Oh yes. Hit me up. Yeah, I hit him up, all right. I deleted that junk. I'm not open up to no looking at no snaps of women or whatever the case may. I don't know. It could have been men. You never know who it was. Could have been a man. Hey, Timothy, check me out. She said, I'm bored. I'm bored. Well, you need to get a job. You need to get a job. A real job. But let's move on and bring this to a close. Come on, so you get ready to come on up. Satan loses another one. He loses another one. God turned it around. God turned things around for that man. You know what I'm going to tell you this morning? Jesus can turn things around for you. He, can turn, he, came, he came to turn things around. This is what the Bible says. And, and they went out, verse, part of verse 14 and 15. They went out to see what it was. That was done, and they come to Jesus and see him that was, was, listen, was possessed with the devil and had the legion. Listen to what he was doing. He was sinning. Sin. No more chaos. Yeah. No more running around screaming. No more cutting himself. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, right, brother. Yes. That's right, Pastor. Hallelujah. My wife, when she was in the final stages mm. before she was going to be moving on out of this world, and I didn't have my Bible, and we were in the hospital. Maybe we were at the hospital, I can't remember. And she said, honey, just quote me some scriptures. Quote me some scriptures. I began to quote all kinds of scriptures. But one scripture stood out, and I would read it almost every day during this process, during that time when she was sick. And uh, one of the scriptures was Isaiah 26, verse 3. Amen. Thou will keep him at perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. 
because he trusted in me. Amen. You know, Amen. it's not easy. Amen. But God can help us. He last night sitting around thinking about things, the service and pondering things and other things in my own life, personal life. And I began to just pull that scripture out. See, I can use it for tomorrow morning, but I need it for myself at that time. Amen. Amen. I need sometimes you, you need something for yourself. Because really, a lot of times you can't help anybody if you don't know anything, if you haven't experienced anything. That night, last night, I just kept saying, I will keep him in perfect peace. God, you keep me in perfect peace. Because my mind is staying on you. And God, you know I love you. And I want to do what's right before you. Amen. And that man was sitting at peace. He was clothed. He had some clothes on. And he was in his right mind. Amen. You know, God wants us to be clothed with salvation this morning. Clothed with righteousness this morning. And God wants us to be in our side of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, church. I said, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But a power, authority with God. Love that casts out all fear. And a sound mind. A sane mind. I'm not going crazy, Brother Rick. The devil may try to tell me sometime. But I'm not going crazy. I'm not going crazy, Jody. The devil may try to tell me sometimes. But I'm in my right mind. Because Jesus gave me a clear mind. He can do it for you this morning. He did it for that man. And you know, when he set that man free, the people didn't like it. The people did not like it. And they said, you, Jesus, you got to go. So Jesus, and you know what? If you don't want Jesus, guess what? He's going to go. He's not, he's not one of these rude men that try to force his way into your life. He's not going to do that. And so, as he was leaving, the man that he set free said, I want to go with you. Yes. He said, no, I've got something for you to do. Yes, sir. i got something for you to do. Go home now. So you can go home now. And tell your friends what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had compassion on you. And the Bible said that man went home into capitalists, 10 different cities, and began to publish what Jesus had done. Look at me. I'm free. Look at me. I'm free. And this morning, church, as you stand with your heads bowed, as you stand and be able to stand with your bow your heads, pastors coming to the altar call. Look, God's been dealing with your hearts. I'm going to share something. I know we're recording, so this is going to be on perpetuity. But listen, but listen, these altars are open. Let me tell you something. About 20-some years ago, 20-some years ago, I was a Christian. I was in Bible school. I went to a bookstore, and I started looking at a book I shouldn't have been looking at. It was a photography book. But there was a woman without a shirt on. I said, Preacher, why would you look at it? Well, I did. And I felt the conviction in my heart. So what did you do? I was convicted. I sat in the church services until one day I said, I need to talk to my pastor. And so I asked, it was a big church. I said, hey, can I talk to the pastor? I said, okay. And they relayed the word. Maybe some services later, the pastor, they said, the pastor will see you. Now it was a big church. And he had steps that you would walk up 
to where the pulpit was. And there was the pastor sitting in this cushioned chair. He said, he's up there, go sit down. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Preacher, if people, if everyone's going to see me if I go up there. And you know what? Satan lost another one. Because I walked up there and I talked to the man and he basically said, look, it's okay, get forgiveness from God, something like that. I got forgiveness from God. And you know what I wanted? I wanted peace in my life again. I didn't want the lies of the devil in my, in my mind. I didn't want to be under conviction all the time. But you see, it was up to me to go to get what God wanted me to do. You know, this morning, it's up to you. The Lord has spoken to your heart. God's dealt with you. You know what? Shouldn't we let the devil lose another one? It's up to us for the devil to lose one more. And you know, with heads bowed, I'd like everyone to bow their head and everyone to close their eyes. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. God's dealt with your heart. You know, this morning, if God's dealt with your heart, why don't you just raise your hand and say, hey, I want devil, the devil to lose another one. I need God to do something in my life. Just raise your hand, put it right back down. And then put it right back down. God saw that hand. Anyone else? Raise your hand, put it right back down. God saw that hand. Put your hand up. God saw that hand. Nobody looking around. You know what? Maybe you're feeling like me. You know the pastor can't forgive you, but I can pray with you. And there's one that can give you peace that passes all understanding. He can forgive and he can forget and he can make you new and that's the Jesus that we're preaching about today and you know what all you've got to do is say God the devil's losing another one today I'm coming and giving everything to Jesus I'm going to just download it all you know what if something's on my phone I'm it's off because God is going to make me clean and I don't need that anymore the death grip of whatever sin is going to be swallowed up in life and the death is going to have no sting and grave's going to have no victory over me anymore because of Jesus Christ in my life. Let's find a place to pray. You need something? These altars are open. Why don't you come? Come to this altar and say, God, I need something. God, I'm going to give something. I'm going to let a burden come down off of my life. I want that peace in my life again. You know what? There's a peace that's available to you. There is a joy that is available to you. There's a love that's available to you. And it's all through Jesus. Why don't you come? God will never, ever, ever let you down. God will never, ever, ever let you down. God will give you something. Say, preacher, but I need something special. He's a special Savior. He's got a special blessing for you. Would you come? It's an altar call, but it's not the preacher. It's God that's calling you. God's calling. Say, come on home. Come home and let God, let God do something that man and that you haven't figured out how to accomplish. Jesus came. Set me.
in a moment, God is good. And my prayer is that Satan just didn't lose one today, but God that God gained many. And that Satan lost some of his audience, some of his congregation. But you know, we have a service tonight. 6 p.m. It's not over. This is a very special time. Please, if you can, come for your sake. And we can't live in revival services. When we get to heaven, we can but there's one more service. There's one more service. God still has something more for us today. And if you're wondering, what was he talking about? He said all this stuff. Can I, can I borrow your book? Just for a second. You see, we'll give you two more minutes.
No, no. This, this, this right here is where he was talking about all these words. They can be yours through Christ. All these promises. Open this up and see what God did in your life. See all the promises. All those promises he spoke. They're in your hearts. They're in your life. Just open up the, the Bible and see what the word of God, Jesus Christ, can do for you in your situation. Amen. Amen. You'll never lost with God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. We're going to dismiss. God bless us through your word. Amen.